0: Welcome to the Real Talk Happy Hour, a place for people wanting a dose of realness like they're having happy hour with a friend, a podcast where we ask why, put self-care first, and challenge diet culture like the bestie we need and love. So no highlight reels or wooey advice here, just real wellness and lifestyle talk from someone who's also just trying to figure it out. So this is my very, very first episode. I am super excited to finally be diving in and getting into the nitty gritty of it. I pulled you guys on my uh, Instagram. If you're not following me, this is gonna be my first little plug here. Um, follow me at Dev Carlson on Instagram and Facebook as well. I have a whole bunch of stuff going on there, but I'm usually on Instagram. If you know me, that's kind of where I hang out. But um, I really wanted to start this podcast pretty much. I am just, <laughs> like you could imagine, I want to talk to you guys and I'm honestly just lonely. I'm missing friends. I'm missing family and I wanted to create a place where we could have this happy hour style conversation um, and really just get down to it. I run a nutrition and wellness practice, so I have a lot to say when it comes to just wellness and nutrition, and I wanted to have a space where I could share that and just kind of my humor with it and a little bit of lightness, but also just get really real with it as we dive through diet culture, um, body positivity, and everything that goes with it. That being said, I will be chatting about things kind of um, that can be a little bit heavy. So take each episode with a grain of salt, and I always will be doing a check in it at the start of every episode. So I'm going to do a check in for you, a check in for me, but just to give both of us the opportunity to kind of see where we're at as we start these episodes, because like I said, we're going to get into some real stuff, um, super important things that I'm really excited to talk about. But I also want to make sure that it's on the, the right, you know, wavelength of what you're dealing with today. So if you're, you know, dealing with maybe an active eating disorder, especially right now. You might want to take, um, skip this episode or just listen to it on a different day or maybe wait to listen to it a little bit later. But again, we're going to kind of check in and I'm going to first say hi and I guess introduce myself if you've never met me or you've never this is your first time listening to me or you've we've kind of maybe met online online. Um, hi I'm Devin Devin Carlson. I am the owner of devin Carlson Wellness, the Well Bride, and basically what I've done the last few years as I figured out um my you know my niche and as I figured out my my wellness practice is just um make wellness nutrition um, eating well, meal planning, movement with yoga, um, making all of that just really accessible to the average and everyday person. So that's kind of my goal for you with this podcast and with my work, um, with my movement. I'm also a yoga instructor, so I do a lot of different things. And as you can imagine, I'm pretty busy, but I also love what I do. Um, I love being able to kind of have my foot in multiple different doors. I really just love meeting people as Somebody who I describe myself as like an extroverted introvert. I like love people and I love meeting new people and I like can't shut up. Like that's why exactly I thought this podcast would be a a good thing to do. But I also like like to recharge on my own. So I feel like I can I can relate to you on a lot of different things. Um, But so we are going to get in for the check in today. I'm recording this. This is on Friday. Um this is on Friday night. This is our happy hour time and again, um I just want to do a little caveat before we get in. The name happy hour, I know can be a little bit like you know not necessarily triggering, but can be like maybe you kind of think about drinking and i mean if you definitely if you want to have a drink to relax and kind of tune into this episode that 's what I want you to do but i i don 't want you to feel pressured to do that. You can also grab a matcha a matcha latte or a coffee or even just a glass of water um you don 't have to grab a drink, but um you know sometimes the the episodes can be not necessarily long I won't always take up you know the full sixty minutes um I might sometimes you know like I said I I can't shut up and I do talk for a living and I'm I'm comfortable talking but you might need to hydrate and that's cool it doesn't always have to be a drink um I'm gonna refer to like alcoholic beverages as drinks more or less throughout this but again if you want to that's the vibe that I want for this podcast so you like excited to tune in and that you just like you know feel like you're chatting with a friend. <laughs> Also, for transparency's sake, um, I'm not going to be editing out anything like really <laughs> major in this podcast, A, because I suck at editing or I really just like don't necessarily want to put in that extra time to make myself seem perfect. And also, I know the best stuff comes with, you know, sometimes we fumble, sometimes we're not perfect, and sometimes it just kind of comes out in a spiel. That being said, I might be starting and stopping, um, you know, the recording to make, take a drink, um, just get myself centered as I talk about some of the, the heavier subjects that i talk about today but i did want to get um just a little bit honest with that as we get into the podcast because this is the real talk happy hour i can't be super real with you guys if i'm going to be editing it out everything and that's not who i am either way as a person if you've seen any of my yoga instructing if you've seen any of my my meal planning um like i'm not a perfect person and i don't pretend to be and i don't want you guys to be either because Striving for perfection is just going to lead you in a, into a place of, you know, unhappiness and I can definitely, I know that firsthand. Um, so I kind of relate in that sense of I'm that fitness instructor, a yoga instructor that yes, I love, you know, working out, I love feeling strong and I love sculpting my body and having like a nice physique, but it's going to be nice for me and what I'm comfortable with. So i'm that yoga instructor yeah i've got a little bit of like fluff to my body i've got some shape i've got you know weight where maybe you think yoga instructors or fitness instructors or maybe not necessarily you but maybe that society has told us like oh like she needs to have a six pack otherwise she doesn't know what she's talking about like girl that's not me i don't have a six pack when i sit down there's rolls and you know sometimes when i look at my yoga videos yes that can be challenging and we're going to talk about that as we dive into um you know our subject for today, our subject for today is just the little, not little bit, we're going to get into quite a bit of history of a, why I do what I do, where I'm coming from, and why I just love to make, you know, stand up against diet culture and promote body positivity and where that all comes from. That being said, um, if you are somebody who you know strives for perfection um i challenge you to maybe you know maybe listen to this podcast um you know but if you are super super a type and you know you you want somebody who's like perfect and has the six pack washboard abs and only eats like broccoli and chicken um I'm sorry to say, like, that's not me. Um, Not to say that that's wrong, but that just does not make me happy. I've been in those places, not to say I've ever had a washboard abs, but I've made, you know, getting abs (laughs) the focus of my life before. And girl, I was not happy then. I am way happier now. And, you know, obviously I have my good days and bad days, but having, you know, a flat stomach or having these like washboard or, you know, having abs isn't the main part of my life. And I'm grateful for that. So <laughs> I just wanted to to kind of point that out and um, make that known as we chat throughout our time together. All right, so we can get started and right into like the deep dive for today and then we're going to get into the deep dive of why I do what I do and um, where that came from. So trigger warning, again, if you are actively suffering from an eating disorder or don't even feel super great today with your body image and maybe you're just having a low day. Um, maybe skip this episode entirely. It is the first episode. I'm going to do more. Um, there'll be more to come. It is not going to be always a super heavy episode, but I just want to give you the opportunity to create your own boundaries because, um, you know, I like having that opportunity myself, so I want to give you guys that opportunity as well. But I'm gonna go right into it. Um, so up until a few years ago, um, probably. Six or seven years ago, just around right around the time where I met my um, my awesome boyfriend Adam, so for as long as I can remember up until that time, um, I really couldn't remember a time where I wasn't focusing on my body, my eating habits, um, and that like wasn't the main focus of my life so literally like i I can't remember a point in my childhood or like adolescence um even into like my high school beginning end of university, um, that was always the main focus. I was never forced to lose weight. Um I want to make that clear like no one ever forced me. I, I was <laughs> I came from a very very loving home and that's that loving um you know influence was you know combined with the pressure from society, like being bullied at school and then we're going to talk about that in a different episode. Um you know you know parents and family were just wanting the best for me and at that time especially I am um, 29 so um, at that time <laughs> about 15 years ago like being skinny and having a, like a low body weight um, and not being you know, overweight or fat it w- was considered like ultimate health and if you were you know fat and you were like the most unhealthy now we know better we know that our physical size does not equate to our actual health um and if you want to fight me on that please you <laughs> can have a conversation a very very kind and loving um argument on argument but discussion about that but yeah we know now that our body size does not dictate our health and also it's none of your business like I understand that um I'm gonna go into a like tangent that's pretty much what I do and I'm gonna try to reel myself back I do have some show notes here so um if you know me I, I will be <laughs> trying to bring myself back but um we know now that, yes, our bodies and our sizes don't necessarily mean just because you 're in a lower sized body or a lower you know weight and you 're not going to have health problems and it doesn't mean that you're and if you 're in a bigger body or of a higher weight um, that you're going to have health problems we know that you know, there are different things that happen at different body weights, but there's also a lot of different things that happen in our genetics environment and all that different thing, all that stuff. So we're going to, that's pretty much, you know, where I'm going to go to it. But yeah, I was never forced to lose weight, but I definitely felt the pressure to, and that was the main focus of my life pretty much, um, was trying to be smaller and wanting to be smaller and just that like desire to be in a, a smaller body. I was convinced that once I lost the weight, that I would be happy. Um, and spoiler alert, (laughs) it, it didn't work. So if you are on that weight loss journey, I am not trying to discourage you because I believe that there is a space for healthy weight loss when it comes from a place of like love and actually like intuition versus a space of like, um, suffering and just you know almost hating your body I don't you know that doesn't that weight loss never works or it doesn't work long term and that's not what I want for you guys um but I still I lost the weight I lost 80 pounds and I still wasn't happy um I did try everything to lose weight so when I I say everything I mean everything I'm not going to get into the super super specifics of it because a I just don't think it's helpful and if anybody is suffering from um an active eating disorder right now that happens to be listening or anything like that. I just don't want, um, this to be, you know, an opportunity for them to, for you to take notes and to make yourself feel worse. So I'm not going to give you any tips on how to advance your eating disorder, but I am going to just give you the insight of what I was, um, dealing with it. So literally tried everything, the regular stuff diet and exercise um you know obviously just trying to watch what I eat you know all of the with the guidance of my 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 family or my 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 mom she has a very um long history with she had her own struggles with body weight and image and she has a degree in kinesiology so she had a really good background with that so I was really motivated by that but um as a child I was just never into sports I wasn't not I'm still not a sporty person um, I'm tall, so you would assume that I would like be awesome at basketball and all these like tall girl sports. Like, no, I'm not really coordinated in that, and that's probably why I chose sports or like ac- accelerated at sports like <laughs> swimming, yoga. Uh, when we danced, I enjoyed danced. Uh, anyway, so I tried everything to lose weight. Um, so I tried the regular stuff, but that really didn't seem to work. So we got it you know, like a little bit more accepting of trying other things my mom never pushed to try this stuff but she was open for my suggestions and you know I was young and stupid and just wanting to fit in and not have people make fun of me and wanting you know I literally just wanted to be be loved and and fit in and have you know boys like me and I thought if I was skinny boys like me I know that's um we I now know so much more and that's why I I do what I do and that I realized that Um, we are worth so much more than especially like the worth that we we bring to these to men. I I love men. I think, um, you know, I love all all genders, all identities, everybody like, you know, I'm somebody who who loves everyone. And I believe that we shouldn't be, you know, trying to look for affection. Um, Somebody loves you because they love you. And that's that's it. Um, So I did try all all of the things i tried slim fast you know there's meal replacement shakes um dr bernstein where it was a really strict diet there was it was based on a lot of carb counting i think i'm not even too sure i don't remember i was really quite young when i did it um i think about 12 or so um i actually had like b12 shots um injections into fatty areas of my body was supposedly supposed to help you lose weight um it didn't actually like I think I noticed a few little kind of like divots in my stomach because of that, which, you know, it's part of the story, I guess. And I actually like got fired from that program, too, which as a young girl that like was not great for my self-esteem. And like this was obviously a weight loss program and I wasn't doing what they wanted me to do, I guess, in the right way. Like it was hard. Like I obviously cheated on the diet. And um, yeah, I wasn't, you know. I wasn't advancing at their at their rate that they wanted so they fired me which like that was awful obviously like that was devastating um and then I tried hypnosis yes um hypnosis where I went to an office where a lady basically she was a ther- like she was a therapist um I th- I think actually, yeah. Um, but she guided me basically into like a guided meditation. Look where I I think I was basically in a meditative state. It was very relaxing. I'm not going to neg that, or I'm not going to, you know, shit on that. Um, I will be swearing throughout this. That's why it has the explicit thing on Instagram or on, (laughs) on iTunes. Um, you know, I'm not going to be dropping lots and lots of like F bombs and swearing, but I I do swear as a person that's part of who I am. Uh, I don't want to censor myself. This is my podcast, my space. Um, if you find it offensive know that i'm not trying to offend you it's just th- the way that i speak um so basically the hypnosis mm-hmm. hypnosis 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 um she b- put me into a meditative state where it was was very relaxing we i went you know after school um but we I don't really remember too much, to be honest. Um, The point of it was trying to help me, you know, break through different patterns and try to figure out the why of why I was like, you know, stuffing my face with like eight granola bars um, after school and (laughs) things like that. So, I mean, I'm not trying to also when I'm laughing about this, I'm not trying to like make light of it and I'm not trying to um, make this a joke. It's just now that I'm in a space of like recovery and, you know, I could, I'm laughing because of how ridiculous, um, also like May. Yeah, it was a bit ridiculous of eating, you know, eight granola bars at once, but also ridiculous at how many things I tried. And, and what I should have just tried is going to therapy. <laughs> like straight up to just have gone to therapy because we wasted so much money on this other stuff but anyway uh <laughs> we're gonna get back to the point so um we chatted about like for instance one of the things i remember when i hypnosis was like why i needed to like have brownies after school and like try to like break me of that habit which it was just like my mom made brownies like the low-fat brownies but like they were there so anyway um yeah and i'm sure there was more than that but it, that's all i really remember and i'm and it was expensive. So that sucked too, because it didn't really work. And I felt bad. Um, I think I also tried like some supplements and things like that. So I tried a lot. um, And like, didn't really work. Pretty much, I think, just kind of gave up on that. I don't really remember too too much. But then I eventually went into high school. And we had um, a presentation cart, like a a karate studio came or a karate school came. And um, we had a demo of like, karate and cardio kickboxing. And I had tried karate when I was younger and I really didn't like karate. I watched Charlie's Angels and I really literally wanted to be Lucy Liu. Um, I thought she was like the most badass person. I still think she's badass and I still would love to be able to fight the way that she can fight. Um, but obviously when like if you've ever seen karate or if you've taken karate, it's a, it's all about control. That's what martial arts is, is discipline, control, like self-confidence, um, which are all things that I obviously needed to work on and now I'm like laughing at myself because like if I had stuck with it who knows but um like I needed all those things in my life but it was too slow for me back then I just really wanted to like at that point I just wanted to kick ass I just wanted to like punch things and I didn't realize that the cardio kickboxing or kickboxing was where I needed to be so I eventually started going to this kickboxing studio um and really liked it it was really like you know like releasing i got to punch the shit out of this like water bag um so it was one the one the 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 type of punching bag that was on the ground that you you punch and has water in it and you move around and had um we it's more it was a lot of cardio but i still learned a lot of punches and kicks and it was really like cathartic like to get i don't don't know if that's the right word but it was really like you know, yeah, it was like awesome to like get that punch in, like that kick out. I literally still have a punching bag in my basement. I just don't have the space to use it. Um, I'm super, like I said, six feet. I'm I'm super tall in most basements in these older houses that I've been living in. As we rent, um, are short. And so I can't really do all the things I need to do. So anyway, I um, started kickboxing. I love that. And it was really awesome to get that anxiety out. And I never really acknowledged the fact that I had a lot of anxiety until I started losing weight and really started to get more strict with my eating habits. Uh, I started to make a lot of progress with just like my physique and weight loss and like the, the average, like the normal healthy way that you should be doing it, exercising, reducing the amount of calories you're eating but like eating you know healthier not just cutting things out um it was great i uh, i did lose weight and people noticed um you know i felt better but i started to want more like i wanted more attention to be honest and you know i still didn't feel worthy enough in the body that I had. I felt like I needed to have a smaller body in order to be loved and to be worth it and to be worthy and just to fit in at the time at my school and with all my friends. I like also being the tall girl, I stood out obviously because I'm six feet tall not, you know, it's not very common for the average female. Um, so not only was I tall, like I was big, I was fat, like fat, like I had weight on my body. Uh, I had rolls like my body was big you couldn't see my bones the way that you could see other people's like collarbones and things like that and I also have a bigger sh- like shape like I'm like I'm you know I know big boned isn't a thing I know people there was a whole like I and mean, that's I'm not even you know I'm not trying to get into like yeah you know, you know ranting about TikTok today but like Um, there was TikTok about like, you're not big boned, you're just fat. And it's like, no, you can be both. Like, yes, our bones are bigger. Like I am long, I am six feet. And not only am I tall, I'm also like, I like, I'm what we call like a sturdy girl. (laughs) I'm a sturdy, like, you know, I'm bred for work. I can, I can, you know, lift some stuff anyway. Um, so I started, you know, making progress, but I started to get a little bit more obsessive with it because I wanted to just make progress quicker. Again, trigger warning this is where i'm going to go into more the active eating disorder so if you want to skip forward, we'll, we'll recap at the end without so much detail, but um, moving forward, I am going to talk more about an active eating disorder. So uh, I started to get obsessive. I started to spend a lot of time recipe searching. I wanted to take more control on with cooking. Um, I like cooking always. I liked watching, like I love food in general. I've always loved food and I still love food. Um, and I love watching like my mom cook and I love watching other people cook. And when I, we would go to the grocery store, I literally would go like at Metro at the time for For instance, they would decorate the cakes at the back on the bakery. like They still do, obviously. Um, But I would just stand there and watch the bakery ladies just like, you know, like make decorate the cakes. And it was like gorgeous and beautiful. Um, And it was like, I still like to this day, I'm still at awe, but I love food. But at the time, I was focused on trying to find healthier versions of the food that I wanted to eat. So even healthy food that my mom, who already has her own, um, like, she already was focused on trying to keep, like, her weight down and trying to keep her physique and, you know, her her own, you know, fitness background. So she was already, we're already eating healthy or low calorie foods, but I was still focused on trying to make them healthier, quote unquote. But really what that meant at the time was less calories. Now we know, or we're going to, we're going to, you know, make it known now that healthier does not mean less calories. We can have something that's less calories and not have any nutrition for us and it doesn't last as long. It makes, and if anything, it might spark, spike our blood sugar and then drop it. it doesn't give you sustenance. So we know now that less calories doesn't mean healthier, but in my mind at the time it did. Um, so I wanted to try to make You know, the healthier version or less caloric version, so I could eat more of it, feel more satisfied, but also still lose weight. Which, like, yes, like, obviously that's the dream, like zero calorie ice cream. Like, obviously, like, yes, (laughs) like, duh, but that's like not real. Um, and that's okay. Like, you know, we can't have everything. Like in Harry Potter, I would love to just like have my food appear the way it appears and then like disappear the way it like disappears. And like, we know now that was like obviously like the elves doing that spoiler alert if you've never read harry potter like it's it was actually elves making it and someone making it so it's never actually you know perfect at the end of the day even in harry potter where there's magic it's not perfect um but i really started focusing on food and like making food and being in control of that and i spent a lot of time recipe searching watching food network um you know i hung out with friends but we weren't really like the partier group to be honest so we didn't really like go out that much i also um stayed up late as a part of my kind of disordered eating regime I stayed up late so I would sleep in and then only have to eat you know lunch and dinner I wouldn't have to eat breakfast which was obviously like what People do now intermittent fasting um it's just another way of skipping it but i did spend a lot of time watching like cooking shows and learning that way which i am grateful for in the long run because it's made me like the awesome i would say awesome cook that i am and i love cooking and i love sharing food and that's the way i show love to people so um i love that aspect of it so i started cooking more for my family i really just obviously wanted to be in ultimate control Um, I did limit ingredients like cheese and butter, which we never really used in copious amounts. But like my mom, she said, we're Dutch. We love cheese. So cheese was like on things to make it obviously more flavorful too. And because she wanted it. So I would always remember her asking me to like add more cheese or um, to make sure there was enough dressing, that kind of thing. So I was cooking for my family. Um, I was obviously like portion controlling and then I became even more obsessive about food and the journey of weight loss. Um, like I started exercising way more than I needed to and counting calories um, it, to the point of again like under under eating. And I'm not gonna go into um, the specific calorie amount. Like I'm not gonna tell you like what my limit was because I just don't think it's important. I don't think it's an information that you need to know. And I, and you know I don't want to give anybody any ideas on on that. Um, that's exactly what I was looking for when I was suffering with my eating disorder. I was looking up like things on Instagram or not not on (laughs) Instagram. I definitely wasn't looking up things on Instagram. I was looking up on like Google, like there was blogs, like, like there was access to internet and I was Googling. Tumblr was a thing too. Tumblr was really big. So all of that kind of inspiration stuff to keep you, skinny and it was like not a good not at all i highly recommend you not go down that rabbit hole um but i knew the calorie count of every single piece of food i ate and kept track of it um i kept track of the the calories i burnt or like you know i would put my weight in the the calculators and try to okay get my my bmr like the the basal metabolic rate like what i would burn basically which is fyi what you burn like just like lying in bed all day so like I would be doing more than lying in bed. So I obviously needed more than that. Um, I knew the calories of that, the calories I burnt with the treadmill in my basement. So we had a treadmill um, in the basement, which was helpful. My parents bought it for themselves for for us to kind of have exercise, but also as a way to help me with my weight loss journey. um, And we never used it. And then I started using it a lot and became really focused on that. And um, kind of over-exercising, like exercising before dinner, after dinner, like kind of doing like the balancing my calories like way 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 too much not even balancing just like you know trying to make sure they ma- I guess yeah balancing <laughs> but not in a good way um like obviously i was burning way more than i was was eating in at that point i had almost lost 80 pounds and was definitely teetering or, or- already underweight um because remember I'm, I'm i'm i have a big frame i'm 6 feet tall um, I kept focusing on the weight in my stomach, though. Um, I have long legs. I actually don't have a very long torso. But I, I was very aware of my stomach, my stomach roll, um, because I was had such a large amount of weight on my body at such a young age. I like I have a, like a role that's kind of like a permanent role. And it is to this day, like, you know, I, I fight it sometimes, but it also, it's a part of me, it's a part of my journey, and, like, everyone has their thing, and, um, yes, but unfortunately, this is what I focused on, and I really just wanted this flat stomach that I, you know, I was... I was certain that as soon as I had a flat stomach that I would be happy and everyone love me and like boys would be lining up around the corner and everything would just work out in my life and blah 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 and like (laughs) like obviously that's not true and it spoiler alert again didn't none of that really happened because I even got to the point where like my you know my hip bones were sticking out and I still wasn't none of those like I didn't have you know I didn't have seven boyfriends let's just put it that way (laughs) So, um, and when that really didn't work, I just again was really, really restrictive. I well, like I just stopped eating, like not entirely, but I was, I ate very little, and would be very upset if I went over my certain amount. And again, I'm I don't think it's necessary to share this amount with you. Um, like it was low; it was way, way too low to to li- to like be sustenance and um to live a sustainable life and that was clear based off my energy levels my skin like i looked older than i was which is wild because when you think about it like Babies' skin they look they're plump and they're fat and they have this like juicy little like you know their skin is nice because there's like fat in there right from like from breast milk or from formula whatever it is like they're eating well they're, they're eating good so like that's what happens when you lose too much weight is like you look old because these wrinkles just sink in and you don't have any fat to plump up your face um and i was losing my hair um it was all incredibly unhealthy so this is not advice to do. This is advice not to do. Um, you know, having restrictions and not eating enough is so, so unhealthy. I, I lost, I lost all my, not all my hair, but I lost a good amount of hair. It was falling out. Uh, I had the best hair. Like truthfully, I, I miss this hair. Um, I'm slowly getting it back now. And that's literally been like 15 years. Um, but all of my hairdressers, my family friends, my mom love my hair. I know I'm not like, my God, my hair, my hair, this sounds so silly. I'm like, silly white girl, like just like, like so silly. Like, um, and yes, like I am speaking from a very silly, privileged white girl space. And yes, like I acknowledge that. And like, I'm not trying to, um, you know frivolize if if that's even a word um yes like these are very like first world problems and like i'm i'm very very aware of that but also like at the time like it was very devastating for somebody who like yeah part of her identity was her hair um and yeah i you know it sucked it really sucked um so the texture changed uh it went from like this gorgeous blonde to this reddish like first I was reddish brown blonde golden like gorgeous just like thick and um I kept growing it was you know amazing but then it it literally fell out um because I was eating so little my periods also stopped and that's when I knew something wasn't right but I didn't really say anything um you know I just kept that hidden until my mom found out and then we we kind of dealt with that and my uh, um my family encouraged me to eat more um now in hindsight i wish that we had maybe back then we didn't really know any better to be honest we we didn't talk about mental health the way that we do now going to therapy was considered like like a punishment back then to be honest and that's the way that media and movies and every everybody everything made it seem so that wasn't really, wasn't an like wasn't an, an option that was really brought to the table um but instead we like focus on adding in more foods that like i would eat um like we ate cake which we love like my mom has this huge sweet tooth the dutch we have a huge like we love sweets we eat um literally chocolate sprinkles with butter on bread um for breakfast so yes like we love sweets i hadn't you know i i ate the cake but i still like made it this whole like it was a whole thing it wasn't just like i could eat the cake it was a whole thing um and we ate cake for at least a year after like as for dessert every after every dinner for a year um which when you think about it like that's wild but not that I'm like you know it was delicious cake so that was the way that we could figure out how to do it um I still worked out a lot at the time but I was you know still trying to I was focusing more on trying to be strong um but I still was definitely trying to limit and be watching you know quote-unquote watching my weight um i worked out a lot and i got really into these body pump classes at the gym so like the full like a, a full body class basically with those like the weighted bars like from like nine pounds to 18 pounds like the body bars at one point um like i was so ripped that i actually was like grossed out by my own legs because they were like i had such thin legs but they were also like really jacked so that i could see like the very like like strius muscles i don't know if that's the right word but the, the muscles kind i could just like see them pulling in a way that i wasn't really like down and i was like oh like this isn't cute actually like I realized that this is not what the way I wanted to look I like the look of like a fuller figure actually to be honest I, I like that it's just very scary because at the time my 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 worth was so equated with my body size my body weight like I obviously the feedback that I got when I lost weight and it wasn't just from like you know just not just from you know my parents just from it was everybody like anybody I met my like like <laughs> people at school like I also like obviously had this a new confidence so I was I was more fun I think um at the time obviously there was still a lot of stress and anxiety but I was also more fun because I I felt like I felt cute at least um so that was at least you know a bonus but I I did realize that yeah I need to put on weight but it was also scary and I, I didn't actually put on the weight until later eventually went to university um and food and became less of a focus not it still was a focus it just wasn't as much of a focus because it was obviously like you know fun friends boys partying drinking learning learning things um I was still very conscious of my food and aware that um I was gaining weight from all the snacks and booze and that was frustrating too because it was weight that wasn't, I wasn't proud of, like, I, you know, I, w- I was working out, but not as much. And it was just all at once. And I definitely gained at least 40 pounds, which freshman 15 was to be expected. And that was a, a big fear going into my first year. I actually even applied. I went to Western, um, my things. <laughs> I'm not a huge, huge, like sports person. So that's why I laugh when I say that. Um, but I actually applied to be on the healthy lifestyles floor, because i wanted to be surrounded by like fit people because i thought that would be like help me stay fit which ironically i i mean i had a good i had a good time but ironically i was just on a floor with a lot of jocks and a lot of very very um like I, what's the word um people that are just focused on aesthetics like kind of like not selfish um just like shallow, yeah, shallow. That's the word, <laughs> shallow. Um, so I still felt like anxious while being on that floor because it was less about like healthy lifestyles and more just like who's the hottest. Um, so like that, <laughs> that obviously like wasn't great, but um, it still was nice to have more of like a, a healthier influence around food around me. Um, I still struggled with my weight throughout university and into up until I started meeting making more friends. I still, I still. It, really focused on it i struggled with the weight gain but i was also getting some like hair shape and back i was also like getting my a little bit of a body back um i started noticing like i had a butt which was like awesome because at one point i was so skinny you could see my like part of my tailbone like your girl has a, a needs a booty on her like for safety <laughs> so not to toot my own horn but like i know where my assets assets lie um so that was like exciting to see like at least a little bit of like okay if i i let myself gain weight it was at least good because i was going to places where i wanted to although um you know i still was still feeling because i was you know eating things that weren't great for me i was just packing on um calories that weren't necessarily doing me any good fuel wise like yes it helped me gain weight which i needed but it wasn't really helping me feel wise um but I still was trying my best. Like I got into fitness classes and I made friends and I had an awesome roommate. Um, I'm going to shout her out here, Amy. Um, we're still, we're still, all, we're still friends, but, um, she was one of the the people that kind of influenced me into like working out like, and just being healthy about it. And, um uh, we actually pretty much have the exact same palette for foods, which was awesome. So when we cooked and we, we lived together, that was really, um, it was nice to have somebody to bounce, ideas off of well not bounce ideas off of bounce like like meals off of and share the cooking and just do all of those different things and have someone to relate to who she also she's a child girl um she's not tall as me but she gets it she knows that life and um also comes from a space of wanting to just like feel good so love you amy shout out to you <laughs> So during my last year of school, I started dating my amazing boyfriend, Adam, again, another little shout out. Um, and yeah, Amy, Adam, I have a lot of people in my life that helped me Have as I was writing this or writing my show notes and going through my story. I realized that I have a, a lot of awesome support system um, and there's a whole bunch of people that, you know, there's too many people to name, but um, Amy and Adam are definitely the ones that have, um, you know, been there and helped me push through. Um, he also really helped me to learn to love my body. And I know that's corny, corny as fuck, uh, but it's true. And I don't love my body because of him. It's not because, you know, I finally have a boyfriend. I I dated between him that wasn't, you know, I, I definitely jumped there from, you know, <laughs> not having boys and all of that stuff to like university life and blah 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 um but this was the stuff that this is the stuff that matters and that you know that really matters (laughs) that you don't need to the other stuff doesn't matter girl you know um I don't love my body because of him he just let me see such a different side of my worth that had nothing to do with my body and that was very new to me and um his mindset he is if you know him um or if you don't know him he's. He's very chill. He has this like awesome personality that makes you feel comfortable and excited. But like yeah, you you can feel comfortable and and chill. I'm very as I've told you, I'm neurotic. I'm not neurotic, but I'm like I I, I go go go. I talk a lot. I, I, I can be pretty anxious. So having somebody like him to kind of reel me in and bring me back down to earth, um, is awesome <laughs> he also and he also like showed me a different side that had nothing to do with my body, and that's exactly what I'm trying to like share with you guys so again um i you don't need to have I'm not trying to say that you need a boyfriend to love yourself you um it just really does help when you have people that are in your in your lane to, to kind of see you for more than what you are, then you're more than just your body. And it, it is great to have those people to, to help you see that. Um, And he was actually the one to push me into teaching yoga, um, which is so wild to think about because I don't even know where I would be today without my yoga and nutrition big business, but he was the one that actually like pushed me to do it and kind of suggested it. And yeah, here we are. Um, I was taking classes at a local studio. So this was like in my last year of school. Um, thanks to a suggestion of a roommate, Amy, um, was a different roommate than Amy. Amy had, um, gone away to Australia for the year. So I moved in with some new people and I actually loved the classes. Um, the opportunity came up to actually take a a teacher training. Um, it was there. I just hap- happened to mention it to Adam at the time we were dating. Um, you know, very seriously, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> and he actually put it into my head that it was something that I could do. Like, I, I mean, I brought the, uh, the, like, you know, the news to him that the, they were, Oh, like the studio is doing this cool thing. And then like, just like you know, talking about it, um, thinking it'd be maybe something I could do like eventually or like just toying with the idea, um, but like not anytime soon. And he said he would pay for it, like, and since I was obviously a broke university student and he gave me the confidence to do it, I never really thought I, I never literally ever, ever, ever patroned myself. Like, now it's so funny because I literally don't know what I would do without, but I, it's just it's it's wild to think about because. You would assume that you would like I assume that you would grow up knowing that you get into yoga or, and being this like I, I visualize it as this like beautiful ethereal person, which a lot of them are. We're all beautiful, but we're not all this like dainty, like graceful person. If you know me, like I, I'm i not graceful, like I roll my ankles like, you know, <laughs> just just thinking about it. I'm gonna roll my ankle. So um. but he said something to me that I won't ever forget. And then he said that you can like you can make money anywhere being a yoga teacher which it wasn't like wasn't like you have to do this no no it was more like just like this is cool like this is actually really cool and that really stuck with me i'm not a super like spontaneous person i need to like think about it like i'm not a huge planner but i'm also not a huge spontaneous uh i like control as you could imagine so having something like this under my belt even though it was a spontaneous idea like we decided within a couple days or even a week that i was going to do it um i say we because he was paying for it um and yeah it was something that we like yeah like supported me throughout it was was a lot of time um i was going into classes once a month for every six months and then homework and all this stuff um not just once a month a whole weekend a month um for first six months so the the idea was is a little wild but it felt secure to me because I knew at the end of it I could create my own roles with what I was doing with yoga cuz yeah I could do anything um I started the 200 hour YTT um that means yoga teacher training and that program finished up when I was just actually finishing my last year of school sorry a little cough there and you guys don't like need to to hear that um so I was finishing up school I graduated first but um the the program was nice that I was doing or the yoga teacher training program was actually like you you went into classes but once they were finished you could finish the program at your own pace so I first focused on graduating and like you know dealing with that and then um actually once I finished graduate I took a little bit of time I probably took too much time um I graduated obviously in the summertime, and then I didn't actually finish. Finish and to be official, um, teacher until February 2015. So I probably could have done it a bit quicker, but I, I again had this like whole the imposter syndrome thing. If you've listened to, um, I was on the Visionary Life podcast with Kelsey uh, Um It's an awesome episode. You should listen to it. I will try to link to it um, in the show notes here, or in the yeah the episode. Um, but I talk about imposter syndrome, and that was definitely a big. Like a big theme in my life. Um, so again, that's probably why I should have I could have been teaching the whole time. Like I had been teaching before. I had definitely done. I had done my in in class assisting hours. We did 20 hours, and I also wanted to do more hours of actually being in the studio um, teaching before I actually could like you know be official. Official. I just wanted to make sure that I was good and that I felt confident. And I'm happy I did because um, I think it really really paid off in the end. So since then. I've been teaching yoga in the various places that I've lived. Um, I've moved five times in the last eight years. Uh, I'll definitely get into that one day. Um, you know, I didn't actually realize that until we counted one day. And we're like, oh, my God, we've moved a lot. Uh, but that's another story for another podcast. I'll definitely get into it, though. Um, we've got some. Oh, they turned it off. Thank you for that. They knew I was recording. Uh- <laughs> So I was still teaching yoga and I like, obviously I love teaching yoga, but I really wanted at the time, um, wanted to put, put to use what I had learned. I went to school, um, originally at Western for nutrition and dietetics program, but soon figured out it just wasn't the right fit. Um, the super sciences classes, I just, you know, wasn't the right fit. And I also found out that when you're in the, the dietetics program to be a dietitian, that there is this internship that only like a dumb amount i don't know, I don't say dumb because it was not motivating at all to the point of like you tell me that i could work this hard get my grades and all of this stuff and then not actually get to be able to do the thing that i want to do because i have to like there's only a certain amount of internships like what what do you mean like how did that make sense well it didn't make sense to me um and it still doesn't make sense to me so there was actually the opportunity to switch to a different program that was more focused on human ecology family studies just like actual like um day-to-day living versus the super super clinical sciencey stuff which is great um you know people we need dietitians that work with doctors mds and stuff but i am more of that like tangible like actual like put the tool in your toolbox type of learning and type of um teaching that i do versus yeah the the super clinical like you know getting down to like the the gabas and all of that, that that different stuff I'm very grateful that I transferred to this new program because I actually um, I didn't graduate with this designation but because I I took the courses in school I actually was able to obtain the designation as a professional home economist if you want to look that up please do but basically um, it's a wide range of um, of education so people from different backgrounds um, coming and putting their you know their education to you so for me that's food nutrition family studies, human ecology. And what I do with that is meal planning, um, <laughs> nutrition coaching, lifestyle coaching, wellness, all of that different, you know, not to get into my, my spiel, I'm not trying to sell to you guys, but, um, that is basically the goal of the home economist. If you think of home economics, very similar. I'm no I'm not a home ec- <laughs> economist, um, a co- home economist. So uh, again, um, really just breaking it down to that tangible everyday living, I didn't actually end up doing anything official with my nutrition business until 2017, which I, when I was, you know, going through my show notes, um, it was wild excited. I can't believe that it felt like I was doing stuff earlier, but it was mostly just kind of like here and there. Um, I had always been giving out advice and tips to friends and family, like throughout my entire time with my weight loss, not to say that I was an expert, but I, I had my own experience, which, you know, if you are experiencing something, people, people want your word of mouth. We, we love a good referral <laughs> at the end of the day. We love a good review, a, lo- a good referral. Um, and before I got into nutrition, I've always been the person that like my friends turn to, for, to advice. And I love views. You could imagine, We've been talking for 45 minutes already and I'm still 46 minutes and I'm still not shutting up. Um, We're going to wrap it up. Like we're going to, we're going to make this like, you know, a good tight 60, hopefully I say hopefully because I'm trying really hard. Um, But yeah, I didn't actually end up doing anything with my nutrition business until 2017 when we had moved to Toronto. Uh, I had always, you know, given me that advice, but now I got my first client for my, uh, which was really exciting Uh, through my yoga teacher, you know, my yoga teaching throughout the city. I was actually... Um, meeting a lot of different people and honed in on my first client and since then you know I've been working with various types of people um, mostly with women on creating like lifestyle plans nutrition plans um, one-on-one coaching meal plans just to allow them to create healthy habits to work towards their goals so some of the time it would be weight loss some of the time it would just be um, you know trying to hone in on healthy eating because they know their energy better. They know they're sleeping better. They know longevity in the, in the long term and just wanting to feel better. And, um, you know, I, I do tend to work with people that are very self-aware. Um, like they know if they know their eating habits aren't what they want them to be. And that's kind of, you know, where we start. (laughs) Um, so there's, there's so much more that I can go into about what I do now and what I've done over the last four years. Um, and I, I, I feel so, so much longer than that. Um, but that's basically the long, The long short version of why the F I do what I do. So like, okay, we'll take a we'll take an exhale. You can take a beverage a sip of beverage. Um, I'll take one now too with you. Um, because that was a lot. There's a lot to unpack, a lot to get into. Um, some of it was heavy, but I hope that with my my goal is to make the heavier stuff seem manageable, palatable, biteable. You know, take that bite off. Um, you know. You can you can kind of you know let it sim- simmer in there um, but hey, so it's happy hour we don't d- judge here <laughs> um, if you want to grab a drink, grab a drink but yeah, that's that's the why I do what I do. So I'm going to do a little Coles note virgin, version here um, for you about the whole spiel because I feel like what else do you do at the end of something? Um, If university taught me anything, we always wrap up the end of an essay. The conclusion is basically just a little recap of what we talked about in the full essay. So that's where I'm putting my education here. That diploma is getting good <laughs> put to good use. <laughs> if you know, you know, right? So like, why do I do what I do now? And why do I talk you know, on Instagram about body image and diet culture. Truthfully, I wish, um, growing up that I had someone that looked like me on the cover of magazines and that, that, you know, was talking about these things that someone that I could actually look to, um, a a bigger girl, a taller girl with a bigger body and, and, and with different shapes. I, you know, it was really hard to see these, these petite figures, um, smaller bodies or, you know, on the other side of things seeing plus size bodies that I necessarily didn't fit into that category either. It was kind of in between. Um also just to 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 show up to the for the people that maybe don't feel like they can show up for themselves um i i really you know you guys help me to show up every day even by doing this podcast i like i just feel like i feel lighter after chatting i was honestly a little anxious not gonna lie as you know you know me i'm anxious i was anxious about um sitting down recording this i also was just getting in my head and like oh my god happy hour they're gonna want a whole hour but what if it's not an hour like oh my god blah blah again like you don't care um I just appreciate that, A, you, you guys allow me to show up and that you have any interest in, in what I, sh- you know, my spiel and what I talk about and why I do what I do. Um, but I want to just, yeah, be that, that person, that 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 girl, that person that can fight for the people that maybe don't have the fight in them right now. So what do I actually do now? Like I said, I'm a yoga instructor, nutritionist. Um, I try to create this, this aspect of intuitive living. So what that really means is incorporating like my knowledge and my experience with intuitive eating. And I'm not to say I'm a super, super big expert, but I have come a long way with my own relationship with food and um, diving through diet culture and trying to create a wholesome practice and a wholesome space with that, and, and mindful movement. The combination of yoga with um, obviously the people that I met throughout my time helped me on my you know my journey to recovery. And um, even though like I wasn't obviously officially diagnosed, we never went to the, to the doctors or anything. I do call it a you know a recovery. Um, I did hundred percent experience disordered eating, and it's still you know sometimes it lingers here day to day and nothing's perfect and I'm not here to say that like oh my god one day you're just gonna be perfect and everything's amazing uh I'm not trying to like make that seem like this is like you know one day you're just like perfect um it's work we put in the work but by showing up and by just trying that's that's how we do the work um so I try to you know in any anything that I do my teachings anybody that I work with I try to allow that practice or that work to be like intuitive so I'm never about you know forcing yourself to do something if you don't want to do it Um, I want to bring that aspect of balancing your your life and your movement you're eating like a checkbook and not like super strict checkbooks I don't really you know never really used a checkbook but addressing it like hey when was the last time that I moved my body like I, I probably feel really low energy because I actually haven't moved my body versus the whole, like, oh, I, I'm I a, you know, a piece of crap because I haven't moved my body and no one will love me. You know, like, we, we were trying to check those mindsets and it's not easy, but by just trying to bring a little bit of that intuition in it and bring back the, um, the intention behind it so like why are we doing what we're doing yes it's okay to want to look good because we know when we look good we feel good but looking good looks different on everybody and that's what I want to challenge is that like we need to spend less time you know trying to focus on looking like somebody else and you know do what we need to do in a healthy way not to say do what we need to do because that got real real that got too real Um, but like take care of ourselves in a healthy way. But so, yeah, if you want to lift weights to grow your booty, if you want to, you know, do these classes to, um, lose weight or you want to try to, you know, eat better so you can, you know, keep up with your kids, whatever it is, that's okay. It's okay to want to change and to, you know, improve yourself. But I don't want you to equate smaller bodies, weight loss, um, being skinny or being fit with you know, being more worthy because that's just not true. Um, our self-worth comes, it's it's, it's corny, it's corny. Um, our self-worth like comes from within. So I want you to try to approach, you know, the rest of you know as we're getting into the rest of our topics I want you to approach everything obviously with a grain of salt with what works for you and pick and choose as I dive into other subjects uh, I want you to kind of pick and choose what works for you if you don't like every little thing that I'm saying that's okay um I w- we're friends right we can we can agree to disagree um but I want to just be able to like chat with you so uh, we're going we're going to wrap this up we are just a little bit under 60 minutes, which I'm pretty proud of because I thought I was going to go over. So, um, if you listen to this episode, I would, Oh my God, I would love it. Love, love it. If you could screenshot it, if you could tag me, um, in your stories, Dev Carlson, pretty much anywhere. Um, if you want to rate me on iTunes and Spotify, that would be even better. That would just be fantastic. And, I just, I just can't wait to come back and chat with you again another time. <laughs> but until next time, thank you so much for tuning in to the Real Talk Happy Hour. I am so, so happy that we got to chat, girl. Until next time. Chin chin.